Welcome to After the Checkered, your weekly racing podcast. This is Coy. Joined this weekend by Josh. How you doing? I'm doing well, Coy. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Had another, had a big recent weekend of racing. IndyCar yeah, back in action and NASCAR too. Yeah, only two of the three ran this weekend. Uh, only IndyCar and NASCAR. Formula One had the weekend off. But uh, this next weekend, all three will be rolling. So that's something to look forward to. We've also got some other racing going on this weekend yep. with uh, our, our four-legged friends. Uh, we got the Kentucky Derby coming up Saturday. Yeah, the one-horsepower cars. One-horsepower. Yeah, one-horsepower. Yeah, that'll be fun. I haven't made – I need to start looking into that. I need to make my derby picks. I, I usually do that. I, I, I've hit the derby. I've hit the derby for like, like three out of the last four years. I've got, I've got a trifecta hit, hit one of those, so – Oh, you need to, you need to tweet out your picks. Much, but you need to tweet out your picks so we can well, all, all get I, our gambling or our uh, gambling picks in. I take that back. This this past year I didn't do because this past year the derby was goofy. It was actually the last light. I think the derby is like one of the last of the triple crown races this year, but there's two the, or in twenty twenty I should say. But uh, yeah, the previous year I think I've hit maybe two out of three. Maybe it's been two out of three, but yeah, I've always. Uh, you know, it, it seems like I always hit two out of three, but, you know, I know when American Pharaoh won, I won. And then when um, uh, Justified won, I won that one, too. So, Well, uh, just just some early uh, gambling stuff, everybody. Keep an eye out for our social media, and we'll uh, we'll tweet out and post Koi's yeah. picks for the uh, yeah. We'll put some, yeah, we'll put some we'll put some picks out there, see what you guys think. Well, let's uh, let's get back to motorsport racing or get started with motorsport racing. Um, well, I guess before we do that, uh, any any special beverages on the podcast tonight? Anything you're you're drinking tonight? Uh, I'm I'm drinking coffee tonight. I need to dry out a little bit after this last weekend. <laughs> yeah, after yeah. our, our uh, guys yeah. trip in Louisville. Yeah, guys trip, hockey trip in Louisville. Time to time to dry out a bit. Time to. Time to pump the brakes on hard drinking, but yeah, it's uh, no, it's just I, I, I went to the fridge and grabbed a beer, and I was like, you know what, I can't tonight. It, it'd just be I too much. I got stuff I got to do tomorrow, and, and I know that one beer becomes four beers real quick. Yeah, I know how that goes. Well, I was I was worried that you were going to make fun of me if I didn't have a drink tonight, so I cracked open a a Yingling Flight. So it's like their their version of Michelob Ultra, just a, a real light beer. I think it's better than Mick Ultra, but uh, yeah. yeah, I kept it light tonight. But I, I really thought that you were going to have one, and you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> no, see, I wouldn't. I would not. See, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I'm not going to do that because I get it. I get, you know, not everybody, not everybody's going to drink every night. And I'm thinking, you know, here's the thing, though. I probably before this podcast is over, we'll have a beer. I'll probably be like, all right, you know what? <laughs> yeah, let me get a beer. Yeah, give it time. We'll be talking time. about enough racing that I'll. Yeah, exactly. Give it time. All right. Well, speaking of racing, let's let's jump right into it. Um, you know, we, we said that only two of the three ran this past weekend. So let's talk about the one that didn't race this past weekend. Uh, we'll save right. the racing for the last two. So let's get into our Formula One coverage. Um, any yeah. any news you want to cover before we get into there's a there's a couple items that there's, came across. There's Yeah, a couple items. So one of the big things that um, I'll let you I'll let you do the other one. The first one was like F1 announced it's the kind of the the format for their sprint race weekends, they're going to do that three times this, this season, starting at, at Silverstone, Silverstone for the British Grand Prix. 
Um, it's going to be kind of a goofy format that is a little bit different than I was expecting. I was kind of expecting them to throw the the cars in an order for the sprint race in some, maybe in order by points or, you know, something like that. So they'll actually be qualifying for those sprint races every weekend. So on Friday, you're going to have P1 and you'll have qualifying in the standard Q1, Q2, Q3 format for the sprint race on, and that, that qualifying will be on Friday. So on Friday, you'll have P1 and, and qualifying on Saturday, you'll have P2 and then you'll have the sprint race. And then on Sunday, you'll have the normal race. The sprint races are going to be about 100 kilometers. So, uh, and it's, it's an interesting, I mean, it's obviously a gimmick that they're using to try to kind of close in the grid a little, but, you know, I don't hate it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be different. It'll give us a little shake up to the standard qualifying that we've seen. And I think it's, uh, it's something that a lot of Formula One fans have wanted to see for quite some time now. So I'm glad it's actually happening, even though it's on a limited basis with only only three tracks this season. Yeah, and maybe that would be something to be nice. You know, maybe if they don't do it every race, you know, if, if it's a hit, I would imagine that it'll be something that becomes commonplace for every race. But maybe if it's just something that becomes that they use, you know, sparingly at certain tracks. Um, because in Formula One, it's qualifying is still important. It's still part of the part of the sport, you know, um, especially because you take a guy, you know, you, you take away from the best cars, obviously, you know, over the last seven years been mercedes you know what if you know a, a, something happens and he just gets barged out on the first turn and then you know gone then now he started the back i mean it'd be fun but you know that he's not going to have all the all of the you know he's not going to have all the polls and, and the poll awards start to mean a lot less because you're not doing them anymore you know it's kind of goofy yeah, I, I'm with you. I think if they do it on a limited basis, maybe they just keep the same three tracks or maybe they rotate the tracks every year, but don't do it for every race. Just do it. I think three is a good number. I really, I think, I don't know why. I think three is a good number. Yeah, I do too. Just something to where you, you know, and, and maybe do it. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, I'd like to see it at Monza, like a high speed track like that where there's not a lot of, you know, but some, some races, it, especially some tracks, take, take a look at Emola. There's not going to be a lot of passing in that sprint race. There's not a lot of passing at Emola anyways. You know? Right. So it doesn't make sense to do it there. Right. Yeah. So just throw qualify. I mean, you know, Monaco having a sprint race at Monaco doesn't make any sense because nobody's going to pass at Monaco. Well, the uh, the other piece of news that we have is the for the second year in a row, the Canadian Grand Prix has been canceled. It will be moved to Turkey this year. So it's been canceled due to COVID. Um, yeah. But in an interesting spin on it, though, Formula One has pretty much guaranteed that the u.s and mexican grand prix are still going to happen so not too far away when you look at the whole schedule and you look at the whole location of where all the races are it's not too far away it's but uh yeah the canadian ones canceled but u.s and mexican ones are still on yeah and another odd little twist to that story was they also extended the contract with uh, montreal for the canadian grand prix like through like 2031 or something it was an odd number my guess is that, you know it's something like a number of Grand Prix in the future, but yeah, so that's good. I mean, Montreal is a fun track. It's got, you know, a couple of really cool passing spots. It's got the wall of champions where, you know, you see guys come in and, and hit, I mean, really good drivers just wreck their cars right there in the last turn of the race. But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, it's one you definitely want to see on the track. It's just a, it, it's, it's kind of a very similar setup to uh, Australia and Albert park and that they're racing in a park. And they've kind of converted a street circuit into that, but it's, yeah, it's, 
it's cool. And I, it sucks that we're not going to see it this year. You know, especially it's odd. I mean, I get it. I get with everything going on, but it's odd. I mean, I guess you mentioned it earlier that, you know, the, the U.S. Grand Prix is in Texas where it's no holds barred and do what you want, you know. There's no rules there. Nope. There's no COVID in Texas. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. It went around, it it went around Texas. Border. Yeah. It did. It's on its own island. So, um, yeah, the other kind of cool thing I saw this week was there was a video that came from uh, from Monaco of Jean Alain. They had a historic Grand Prix at Monaco this last weekend, I think. And then a video of Jean Alesi driving one of uh, Nicky Lauda's Ferraris. I want to say it was the 70, probably the 77, maybe the 75. I want to say 77, that year Ferrari around Monaco. But they had a video that that when I first, it was basically like a third person view, like from behind the rear wing, up and behind the rear wing. When I first saw it, I thought, I, I thought, is that a drone? Like I, I couldn't figure out because you don't see anything attached to the car and you see the entirety of the car. And I just kept thinking that looks like a, I mean, they must've got somebody to fly a drone behind this thing with a leveled camera. That's the only thing that makes any sense. And uh, I read into it. There was an article on motorsport.com that that had, um, it's actually a 360 degree camera that somebody installed on there. This, the specialist in this, and in doing so, like the blind spot of the camera is the stick that attaches to the rear wing. But it was just, it was such a cool video to watch. Watch a car of that age go around Monaco. And, and you, especially because in those cars, you can really hear the shifts. You can really hear like how they're, you know, how they, they drive into a turn and drive out of the turns. It's, it was so cool. It was so cool. So I, I haven't watched the video. I'll admit that um, was, was the camera angle almost like if you're playing a video game from yes. like, if you're playing F1 yes. from that third, that's pretty cool. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Yeah. It's actually, I mean, I, I will say it's like, it's, it's a little bit closer to the rear ring, but yeah, like, I mean, it was almost like a third, like, like you're in that, that rear camera high video, you know, screen right behind the, the rear wing. Like it was, it was cool. It was really cool. The easiest camera angle to race in, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I race on the telly, the, the one right above. Oh, yeah. So that's my camera. That's my camera, yeah. I, I used to do the, the driver. I, I race on the one that it constantly switches the uh, – based on based on the action shot, it just switches around. Really difficult. Yeah. That'd be just, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend that. I, I actually don't race on that, no. No, yeah, because you. I think you'd just – I'd vomit if, like, if I did that. We're just constantly I – get, I get a little, you know, like – I get a little screwed up when I'm like trying to watch the other cars in that game. Like I'm like trying to block and I'm looking behind me, you know, like here comes a, usually Hamilton on a run behind me and I'm like trying to move over to block and, and I, and I can't quite do it. And, you know, and then, I, and then I realize that I'm too late breaking into the turn and I'm like, well, this is going to suck. And I just slam on the brakes and end up using Hamilton as a, as a, uh, as a spring to keep me into the t- turn. So at that point, you hit start, you turn damage off, and you just run them off the road, and then you're like, oh, so, no harm, no foul. Yeah, so actually what I do there is I'll hit the uh, rewind button. My favorite, oh, yeah. part of, my favorite part of the Formula One game is the rewind button. Yeah, I bet uh, Nikita Mazepin wishes that he had a real-life rewind button. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet he does. Jimmy Johnson, too. Ooh. So we're going to talk about yeah, that, but let's yeah, let's get into the, talk about that. let's get into the next race for Formula One before we get to IndyCar. So this upcoming weekend is the Portuguese Grand Prix, 
Uh, Coy, tell us a little bit about the track. Racing at Portamao. Um, you know, they haven't raced there in such a long time until last year. It was kind of out of necessity they raced there last year. Mercedes dominated. It's a, you know, decent track. Nice long straight. There's a decent passing area, but, you know, I thought the racing last year was kind of eh. Um, yeah, I mean, the Mercs were pretty dominant. They, you know, dominated. It was pretty, it was pretty much, you know, Hamilton, the old uh, Hambot Ver, you know, Hamilton, Botas, and, and Verstappen most of the race, most of the weekend. I think that they started one, two, three, and finished one, two, three. Um, you know, hoping for a little bit different. It, it could be something, especially with, with the mix-up of the Red Bull being a little bit faster so far this year, that could throw a fun little fun little wrench into it. And with Botas seemingly to be a little bit slower this year. Yeah, with Botas just being garbage this year. Yeah, well, I was, I was, trying, to, I was trying to be a little bit nicer. You just kind of... Yeah, I'm just going to drive that home, man. I mean, what? <laughs> how can you finish where he finished at Emola within that car. Like, I don't understand it. Well, yeah, I think right. you, Josh, could go out there and finish. And I mean, like, like give you a week to learn the car. You would go out there and finish 15th, which is saying something like that's, that's impressive. That is know? very impressive. And then, but, and, and then if you, you know, I don't know, the thing that I think would be tough, like, I was thinking about this, like, well, you know, is, is the, the G-forces that they put on those cars. But, I mean, the car's so fast. It's just, I mean, it's, it's impossible. I have never seen, I mean, we saw a Williams passing that, passing Botas before that yeah. wreck. Yeah, that was not, not a good look for Botas. No. No, I, I don't, I just don't understand that. But, yeah, I mean, who knows? Honestly, with that, with that you know, who knows what's going to end up happening. He's, you're right. He's not had a great start to the season, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Red Bull. We've been this has kind of been the same thing that we've had this whole time. Red Bull needs to get Perez's car up there. They both need to be consistently good if they want to take a shot at Mercedes, and they need to take advantage of Botas kind of floundering right now and get both those cars up there. Let's not have the screw ups where someone's starting in the back, even though Perez drove through the pack. But you know, it just um, last race he kind of didn't have the strongest race and fall out of the points. And they really, they really need both cars scoring points and take advantage of when Botas is not getting any points. Cause you know, Hamilton is as long as he doesn't get wrecked out, he's going to get points and he's going to get top three finish. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's just no, yeah, you've got to, and I hope that we see that, you know, to, uh, the best case scenario is we see somebody like McLaren or Ferrari step in and throw in, throw their hat into it. And suddenly they start, you know, making noise. And I think McLaren, could be close to that. McLaren seems like, and I should say, Lando Norris seems like he's there and could possibly take a step. I mean, he would have had a, what was it? He would have had at, at Emily, he would have had a, a car on the front row had he not missed, you know, went wide on one turn. Yeah, he no, would. Right? Have, was it a front yeah, row? He would have qualified uh, P2. Right, yeah. I mean, he seems so much faster than, than Danny, and, and I, don't, I don't understand that at all, but I mean, it, it is, you know. Well, I, I might attribute a little bit of Danny Rick's lack of success to being in the – it's a new car for him for the first time. Lando sure. has been driving in this car. Danny is a – he's a good driver. He's a skilled driver. 
I think it's the same thing with Perez. Give him those five races, let him get accustomed to the car, get used to it, and I think we'll see him bounce back. Yeah. I'm not worried. I hope so. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and I'm not really, I'm not really worried either. I'm just more of like, you know, I hope so. I hope we see that too because that would be, that would be, that'll be good for Formula One. Yeah, I mean, he's such a great personality that having him absolutely back up there would be great. You know, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. You know, who's who's your formula? Team. Who's your Formula One point five pick for the race? Uh, you know, it's really hard to pick against Lando Norris if you count him in the one point five. And and I don't know. You know, now we have to start looking at: do we count Botas in one point five, <laughs> or do we out. count Perez? You know what I mean? Like normally, I would say that Perez and, and Botas would definitely not be, but I would think that you would go with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to bet against Lando Norris. You know, I, Leclerc I picked, and Ferrari. I picked Lando well, Norris last week. I picked Lando Norris last sure. week, so I think that he's still eligible for that Formula 1.5. Um, I, I'm not ready to toss Botas out of the Formula 1.5 because if he just gets any of his stuff together, that car is stupid fast, and we're going to see him right. battle at the top. I think for now, and we can revisit this, but we just have to still exclude the Hamilton uh First tap and Botas. Everybody else is fair game. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, this This is a track. I think Sergio Perez might have a good run here. Uh, maybe it's time for him to really step it up. But I would think Sergio or Landon Norris would be a good one, good pick. And and I think Charles – I think you're starting to see, like, those three are really going to start – you're going to see them, like, three, four, five, or, or you know, depending on what happens up front, if, if Botas can, can manage to – to bounce back, you might start seeing those three being, you know, your four, five, six. Uh, I think that you're going to see that pretty consistent. Those cars seem to be, and if and if Perez gets the car, then you might look at it as, you know, it'll be if he gets it figured out, then it might be uh, McLaren and Ferrari as as five, six. But yeah, I, I think that you're going to see Perez, Norris, Leclerc. You know, maybe Science has a good run, but I, I, I like I like Lando this week. I think that he I think I like him for another podium. Okay. Well, you kind of touched on one of the drivers that you and I are, I think, flip-flopping from last week. I'm going to go with Chuck Leclerc. Um, that's yeah. Charles Leclerc for everybody that didn't listen to last week. <laughs> uh, he's looked good, and, and yeah, we're going to flip-flop our picks because last week you picked him and I picked Norris, but, I mean, they look good, and besides Perez and I've already, I picked Perez for the first thing for the first race. So I don't want to pick him again, but outside of those three, I mean, I think those are the the top three that we're going to look at to, to lead that formula 1.5 standings. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, it, it seems to be that those of those cars have broken the Ferrari and McLaren have broken away from the other group of, of cars. And it might be, we have like a formula one, a formula 1.5 and then a formula like 1.75 at the end of the year, you know, or by the middle of the season, a formula 2.0. Yeah. Because you're looking at, I mean, you're, you're definitely looking at a, a, a breakaway where you see, to me, I see, you know, McLaren and Ferrari being that, that second tier and the first tier being, you know, Mercedes and Red Bull. Yeah, I'm still just waiting. Like, I, I don't know. I think I think I'm probably in the minority here that's thinking that something could turn around. But like, when is Vettel and Alonso gonna gonna show their their raw talent or try to do something? I mean, they've been horrible. Yeah, you know, I always laugh with with the with the Aston Martin thing. I feel bad for Vettel because he leaves Ferrari because they had a bad car and he goes to a car where they change the rules around and and you know 
it seems like every freaking race I have to hear Otmar Hitzfeld bitch about a, a, the high rake or low rake, high rake, low rake. You know, just adapt to the rules and get over it, bud. You know, just move on. You know, and, and there's been talk of him suing, of, of Aston Martin and, the, and Papa Stroll suing F1 and the FIA because they think that they – they unfairly gave the the low rate cars an advantage, and you know, I mean, figure it out. Everybody else has Every, to deal with it. Figure it out. It's exactly what you just said. Everybody else has to deal with it. Um, and you know, Lance Stroll is not having a bad start to the season. He's got points in yeah. in a couple of races, and I don't know. It. I do feel for Vettel because Racing Point did have some strong finishes last year. You, you saw some glimpse of hope with Perez you know winning a race and you saw him and Stroll both kind of finish a lot in the points and then yeah Vettel switches over and then the rule changes and 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 they change the team name and they just can't seem to get it together but but for whatever reason Stroll seems like that he's kind of figured it out so where's where's Vettel like he's the veteran presence that you would be hoping for like with these rule changes you'd be thinking that Vettel would be the one that has it figured out before Stroll but it's the inverse it's the younger driver who's figured it out before Vettel Right. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, I, I wonder how much of that is car, you know, like we said, I mean, we, you know, Vettel's also at a new team, new car, and how much of that is, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder, I don't want to, I don't want to bash on Seb because, but I do kind of wonder how, you know, how talented actually was he because he really didn't do a whole lot. You know, he had one season in Ferrari where he really put that car and gave it a chance, but, but then he also dropped the ball, you know, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe after this contract's up, he should he should take a take a pit stop over to IndyCar. Yeah, yeah. Bring come on down. I'd love to see it. Love to see that. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see what of, happens next year. But. Yeah. Well, speaking of IndyCar, they did race this past weekend. We saw the Firestone Grand Prix at St. Pete, one of my favorite yeah. tracks. And uh, an old friend made it a return to this race. The marbles on the track came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, you caught that. Yeah, I sure that. did. I did. Uh, I did. It, it it was an exciting race. Um, I mean, I don't even know where we want to start. I, I think the biggest thing I wanted to start with is that Will Power did not use his willpower to win the race like we predicted. You know what? I... I thought about that too. The whole time I was watching, I was like, man, he's really struggling. Like, I mean, when I, when we went through those numbers last year, like where he'd finished and, and starts, like I thought this was, this is going to be really disappointing for him. He has to really break, pull together the willpower to get out, you know, to really get it together for the next, the next day, you know, next race here in, in tech, where they go next week, because he really struggled. You know, it's going to it's a real test of his willpower. Yeah. It's a big test of his willpower. Um, another driver that, that frequents our podcast, uh, Takuma Sato, shocking, lap 23, takes a ridiculously stupid, aggressive dive for no reason and wrecks James Hinchcliffe. He wrecks the mayor. He wrecked the mayor. Yeah, yeah, what asshole I, does that? I had, a, I had a note about that. I was like, oh, Sato hip checks, hip checks uh, Hinchtown and yeah, breaks a valve stem off. That was real Rid- fun. Ridiculous. Jimmy Johnson, right before that, Jimmy Johnson had what, uh, you know, had, a, had did not look good, missed the last turn, missed that hairpin there going into the front straight, um, brought out a caution, not, not a good, not a good look. That was also not the only thing that he did all day. 
he also later in the race, uh, just coming out of the tire, coming out of the pits on cold tires, just spun it, you know, as long as he not to totally damage his car. Didn't he get into the marbles or is that Rossi? Uh, he got into the marbles. Rossi, Rossi did too at one point. But yeah, he, he I, I think he was. I think he just. It just looked to me like he just spun. He may have gotten the tire off into the marbles or out of the groove. But yeah, something happened, and he just, he just flipped it around. You know, knocked his nose. But I, but I think it's it's coming close to time that we call him Jimmy John Spin. No, come on, it, dude. It's... He is. We are. We are. We are now two races in, and he has spun his car. He has not looked good in any of the races. He hasn't a, ever. A, he hasn't ever raced open wheel. We got to give him a little bit of credit here. Like he has never professionally raced open wheel. It's it's all new to him. It's not like that. He's you know been racing through Indy Lights and came up that way, or or we see Nikita doing over in Formula One. He didn't race his whole career up through Formula Two, and then all this other BS. I'm, I I see what you're saying. I'm not ready ready to call him Jimmy Johnson yet. He's Jimmy Johnson from here on. Yep. Give the man some respect. He was one of the one of the greatest NASCAR or one of the most winningest NASCAR drivers to grace our presence. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, he won seven titles, and then you get in the car, it's a little bit lighter up in the wheels, and you can't keep it on the road. Give him, give him a minute. Let let's let's not give up on him. He said two spins, two spins with no one around him when he was way at the back of the pack. You know what? He had some veteran moves when you looked at the first race. You know, he avoided that wreck. It's a it was a veteran move. Sure. All right, speaking well. of that wreck, speaking of that wreck, so you know, one of the guys who avoided that wreck, and I thought it was really cool, uh, or who was involved in that wreck at Barber last week, when they've interviewed uh, Colton Hurd after that wreck, he said, get me to St. Pete, and he delivered. Oh, big. he did, in a big way. Yeah, he, he led 97% of the race. Yeah. He 97%. Only, yeah, the only laps he did not lead were when he was uh, kind of in a pit cycle. Um, he managed to hold off Joseph Newgarden to get the win. And, and, and you know, I mean, I think – I really think Herta had the better car. It looked like he had the better – at the end there, I thought – I kind of thought that, that Newgarden would give him a chance. Newgarden was – or would give him a run. Newgarden was on the red tires, the softer tires, which you knew were only going to last for a few laps. So he had to really push it, but he just wasn't able to get, get close enough to make a run. Herder really, really impressed me. He was, he was just very smooth, very just, just drove away with us. I mean, you know, I know, oh, yeah. like, he, you know, took the pole, took the pole on Saturday, just dominant. Yeah. And you're talking about a driver that was involved with that wreck that had a, that responded very well. Uh, Joseph Newgarden was the cause of that wreck and he responded very well coming in second place. So I know Herder getting that win is big, but Newgarden, you know, made a statement there that he was just like, I'm, I'm ready to go. And, and uh, yeah, that, uh, that second place finishes is, is big for him. Uh, yeah. I was just, dis- I was disappointed to see Takuma Sato finish six when he pulls those stupid mm-hmm. antics. Uh, he doesn't deserve a top 10 finish, but uh, a guy that you and I both like to watch Scott McLaughlin from his V8 supercar days, um, mm-hmm. you know, 11th place, 11th place finish. Fumble my words there a little bit. Pretty good for him for the rookie. That's not bad. Yeah, he's slowly getting, you know, I keep waiting for him to get to kind of put it together and really show something. Uh, you know, another guy, another guy, actually, we didn't, we haven't mentioned it was Jack Harvey, who just kind of, you know, was there, was all around, you know, for Meyer Shank Racing, was all around there all weekend. That was the next guy on my notes that I was going to pull up was Jack Harvey. I, I just, uh, we're recording remote. I just held up my phone to the camera and showed mm-hmm. that uh, 
decoy that Jack Harvey was on my next to talk about. So great minds think alike there. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was up there. I was impressed by him. Simon Pagano had another good race. You know, he didn't seem to have a car. He and Harvey both Harvey was running second for a good portion of the race. Uh, New garden managed to get by him. And then Pagano got by him late or got by Harvey, got by Harvey. So, but Pagano had a uh, Pagano had another good race. Never really seemed like he was going to challenge for the lead. And and sneaky, I'll tell you, man. There's a reason this guy's won six championships. Sneaky top five. Felt like they didn't really talk about it much. Scott Dixon, yeah. just like, just like all of a sudden, it was like I felt like a whole the whole race. He was ninth, tenth, eleventh, you know, maybe eighth, but but in that area. And all of a sudden, the end of the race comes along as in fifth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was my next topic that I was going to talk about is that he brought himself up, got a top five finish. Uh, he is tied for second in the standings. I know we're only two races in, but uh, sure. Hello Polo is sitting in first. Will Power and Scott Dixon both tied for second. Colton Herta in fourth and Simon Pagano in fifth. So, yeah, Scott Dixon just, you know, getting the points when he needs to, making it count. And while he's not starting off like he did last year when he was so dominant when he like four of the first five, He's still putting himself up there, grabbing points and, and getting himself solidified in the, the top, the top, the top of the standings. Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens towards the end of the year or towards the end of the season. I, I'm excited to see what happens with, uh, with this championship. I think it's going to be close. I think there's some really good cars, you know, all throughout this field. I, I really do. I think Colton Hurd is going to have, I think Hurd is going to have one of the teams to beat. I think Dixon's going to be tough to beat. I think, uh, I actually, I, I read an article after the race where um, Mario Andretti said that he thought Colton Herta was America's hope for Formula One. That would be amazing. He, he thought that Herta would make America fall in love with, with Formula One if they got him, if he was able to get in. The thing is, you know, I mean, it, it, they, there have been American drivers in Formula One. It all, is about, it all is about, can we get him on a decent team? I mean, but you know, if he goes over there and is able to, if he ever does, I mean, you know, I, I'm not saying he will or, or he's even interested in that. I don't know. But if he ever does, if he can get on a decent team and win, yeah, he would be, it would be awesome to see an American driver here. Yeah, it would be a loss for IndyCar, but, uh, but I think it would be good for Formula One here in the United States. Sure. Sure would. Um, so the next race, actually, two races. We got a doubleheader this weekend. We yeah. are heading to Fort Worth, Texas for, for uh, well, I guess, I guess before I, I'm jumping ahead here a little bit. Um, sorry about that. Uh, one thing I guess we should finish out, you know, Colton Herter gets the win. This was his first uh, street, street course race win mm-hmm. of his career. So I just wanted to get that out there um, before we jump ahead. Kind of jumped the gun there a little bit. Yeah, no worries. Hey, we all jumped the gun, bud. I was, I'm just getting excited. It happens. Yeah, just I'm excited, excited and he's back. And then you got I me all too, fired man. up. You got me all fired up talking about uh, Colton Herter going to Formula One. So I'm just, uh, just like a little I know. kid at candy I would love to here. see that. I know. I would, love, I would absolutely love to see that. It would be so cool to watch a an Indy car or a, an American driver drive for one of these teams. You know, not only drive but like have success. Right. Have a lot right, of and success. He's, and he seems to have the talent to be able to do that. You know, if only there was like a team, I don't know, that had an American owner. American ownership group where their drivers are struggling. Haas, Williams, you know, just to name it. Do we want do we want him to drive for Haas? He can't do any worse than Mazepin. Yeah, that's the thing though. Mazepin's daddy bought him that seat. 
So, I mean, he sponsors a damn team now. You know what I mean? Well, tell him to buy another car and put Herta in it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want Herta in a Haas. I want Herta in like a – I want Herta in a – in a – let's go with a, a – an Alpha Tori. I want him in a – like a mid-level team ready to, you know. Yeah, Alpha Tori would be a Danny, good fit. Danny Rick's seat. At McLaren, that's what just, I want to see. Just have him flip-flop, have Danny Rick come to IndyCar and have yes. her to go to Formula One. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I would too. I don't think the Formula One world would like that too much because they don't know Colton Herta, but I think they would They would, they would learn to love it. They would. They would learn to love when they watch the guy drive because the guy's really fun to watch drive. I mean, honestly, like, he's, a, he's a really good driver. I am really, like, I, I when I was watching that race, uh, you know, Sunday, I was, I was watching the replay of it. I, I recorded it. When I was watching and I thought, you know, this like this is just good quality. Like there's just good racing going on. You know, we saw a driver dominate, but it wasn't like he was 15, 20 seconds ahead, just killing the field. Never really anybody had a chance. You know what I mean? He was at most, he dominated, Colton Hurd dominated that race. Like at most, he was seven seconds ahead. It was fun. Yeah, there's uh, the only other thing I, I did notice before we move on to next week is uh, Pierre Fittipaldi is going to drive uh, Grosjean's car at Gateway this year. Yeah, so. yeah. A uh, little local news there. It's an oval track, and uh, Romain Grosjean has said that he doesn't want to run the oval track. So going to get another uh, Formula One personality. Pietro did a, uh, a, a small stint in place of Romain in Formula One last year. Uh, in that Haas car, so he's going to be filling in, and he's skipping Lamar for for that IndyCar no. race. So that's that's big. Yeah, I said Pierre, and after right after I said it, I was like, "It's definitely not Pierre; it's Pietro." Um, yeah, especially I think though, there's you know that Fittipaldi connection that with Indy. I think that that's that could have something to do with it. maybe he's you know hoping to get a, a seat over there. You never know. Yeah, I'm again another another big name or a, a, a heritage name. He's a a good driver. I'd love to see him get his, his foot in the door in, in uh, IndyCar. Yeah. I mean, Colton Hurd is, Colton Hurd is one of them. He's a, he's a legacy kind of uh, driver. You know, you see him, you see him all over the place and yeah. Sure. IndyCar's got several of them this year. They've got, uh, they've got um, Herda. They've got Ray Hall. They've got, who's the other one I was, I was thinking of. That's kind of a, yeah, there's another one I can't think of it. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to excited for the for this doubleheader. There's a race Saturday night. There's a race Sunday. It'll be the first oval race of the season at Texas. Uh, you know, I would think that you'll see one of the Penske cars win one of these races. I would bet New Garden wins one of these. He's usually pretty good at the ovals. I think he. I think that that's probably a safe bet as a new garden. Um, I don't want to count out Graham Rahal. He's always had pretty good finishes at this track. Yep. Uh, but my my pick for this race is Pato Award. You know, Award struggled this week. I was I was kind of watching him just to pay attention to see what he was doing. And yeah, you're right. I think you know, that that's not a that's not a terrible pick at all. You know, you know, like when you watch like professional hockey and you see a team just get absolutely demolished like lose like nine to one or something like that mm -hmm. you always hammer them on the betting the next night because you know they're going to come out fired up they're going to be pissed off they're going to be they're going to be 
eager to get back out there and get a win. It's similar to what happened with Herda and Newgarden this past weekend. Or, you know, the first race at Barber, they wrecked out on the first lap. They were mad. They wanted. They, they were ready to get back. You always bet those guys. And look, they finished one yep. two. Pato Award struggled. Um, that's why I think I think he's a he's a driver to watch for this weekend. Yeah, another guy, Scott Dixon, won two of the last three of these uh, races at Texas. I think he'll be a he'll be you know, and, and he's such a veteran. These I think that these these races, especially in IndyCar, require that sort of veteran patience to because you don't need to just go. You know, you don't need to make passes and do make moves as early. You can like kind of let the race come to you. You know. Yeah, but it is an oval track, so that means that probably Takuma Sato is going to win. <laughs> Unfortunately, they'll be they'll be well, or he could wreck. It's a shame Rogro is not going to be running this. I'd really like to see who how he wrecks on a on an oval. Oh man, him and Sato would just clear the whole pack. But yeah. Sato's probably pro, Sato's probably going to come out early on a on a pit, and then at the end of the race, there's going to be a caution. He's going to cause another caution. Come out ahead in the pit. And he's going to win under caution like he stole that Indy 500 win. Hey, that's a two-time Indy 500 champion you're talking about, buddy. Thief. He stole that. Alex Rossi stole his, too. But that was oh. impressive. But I like Alex Rossi. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I remember watching that, and I was like, man, this kid's going to steal this. I think it was his first Indy 500, wasn't it? I was yeah. Like, yeah, I was, like, I was like, this kid's going to steal this race. You yeah, know, I, I – I, you, you know, I give I give Sato a hard time. He put him he, with that Indy 500 win. It's not his fault that he won that under caution. I just uh, I don't know. Not yeah, uh, but you'd like to see who was it? Was it Scott Dixon chasing him down? Yeah, and I think he would. I think it was Scott Dixon, and I think he would have yeah. passed him. I think he would we've, too. We've talked about this. We talked about this we last did. year. He, he would have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think he absolutely would have. It looked like he was gaining. There was not a ton of laps left, but it looked like he was gaining to a point where he would have passed. Man, Absolutely. now I'm like pumped for Indy. Now I'm like, ooh, you know, now I'm like pumped for Indy next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can uh, we can get there. All right. Any so, anything else for IndyCar? No, um, you know, no. Just looking forward to the race this weekend. It'll be you know anybody that watches them, there'll be one on six o'clock Central Time, Central U.S. on Saturday, and then one I think is at I think the next one's at noon, or is it later in the day on Sunday? Yeah, so you can go from the uh, Kentucky Derby right on over to uh, to the IndyCar race. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, the uh, the race at – oh, the race at Texas on Sunday is at 4 p.m. Why? It's better than 2.30. How? I don't know. They listen it's to us. It's worse. Said... <laughs> hey, we said no more 2.30 races. And they... I know. I know. No more two thirty races. Okay, how about four? How about we just start it randomly in the afternoon? Yeah, let's do four oh seven. It's like the Super Bowl. It yeah. just kicks off at a random time. Yeah. Let's let's yeah, move I mean, it over to NASCAR. Right, let's get over yeah. to NASCAR. This past weekend they were at Talladega. Um, I just wanna I I'm just gonna come out hot on this. Um this podcast, pick the winner. Um so that ex- that extends our streak of having a driver placed in the top five. We also had our other driver finish in the top 10. So it yeah. seems like we kind of know what we're, we're talking we about. We are good at NASCAR. We are good at picking NASCAR. <laughs> that is what I've learned. Like, we are good at that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I have been – I was telling somebody about that this weekend. I was like, you know, we have, throughout this season, continually picked 
a driver in the top, you know, whatever top. I think it's the I mean, top five. Top five. Yeah, we're constantly putting guys in the top five. I think there's yeah, only one race, one race that we didn't pick the top five, and Blaney ended up finishing ninth at uh, at Talladega. So right. we got where out. did uh, where did Blaney finish this week? He finished ninth. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, he finished ninth. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't, you know, if you're listening to this, start, start listening to us, folks. Yeah, we, we know what we, we're doing. We kind of know what we're doing. Um, yeah. But anyway, this this race was kind of an odd race. There was a lot of lead changes. There wasn't any one driver that really kind of like ran away with it. Um, I think Hamlin had the most laps led at forty eight. So it, yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. Well, so I mean, obviously, the big thing. So I saw some things I'd never seen in NASCAR this year, and I mean, I've been watching NASCAR or this weekend. Excuse me, I've watched NASCAR a long time. Apparently, Kyle Larson's team left the metal oh my plate gosh. in that you install for travel over the radiator grate in between underneath the, the bodywork and the vent that allows the the air to flow into the car. That they put them in there for travel. You can also put them in there to help warm up the oil, warm up the engine a little bit easier. It's not getting the air flow into the car, so it's not going to cool it down. Uh they left that piece of metal in and so no air was getting in to cool the car. So it blew the engine blew. Yep, overheated unlike and blue. The, yeah, unlike the what was it, like third or fourth lap, the something like third that. Third lap, he started smoking. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, he was he was right up there towards the towards the top, and the and I hear that I'm like, I, and again, I had never heard that. I've never heard of that happening in NASCAR in the Sprint Cup. I've heard, I know that I knew that they did that. I knew that some teams did that, and I knew that a lot of teams did it. This is one of the disadvantages, and I gotta say. NASCAR needs to go. They need to start having practice. At least not, there's no practice. There's no qualifying. These cars come off the truck and onto the track for the race. I I agree with you, but at the same time, like you're a professional race team, get get the get that plate out of there. What, I mean, absolutely. unbelievable. Yeah, I, I definitely don't disagree with that. I mean, and yeah, I'm, I'm. Did you hear? Did you hear Gordon's response when it came over the radio that they said, "Oh, it's it's because the metal plate in between the radiator and the airflow was left in from transport." And he was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Like he was just dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah. Like you could you could hear yeah. Jeff Gordon's anger, yeah, even though he's not even driving. No, well, I mean, I'm sure that he's got some money invested in that team, at least maybe in one of the cars, you know. But I'm sure he's got money invested in that team, and I'm sure he's just like, "You've got to be shitting me." Yeah, that was a. Uh... I, if I was Kyle Larson, that's probably a, I'm throwing my helmet against the wall moment. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, man. I mean, you know, you, but, but, and and I, I just think, you know, I think a practice would really help this because especially you get some, you know, you get some guys who they set up the car and just give them give them a practice at least. If you're not gonna give them qualifying, give them something. Let them get the car out on the track. You know. Yeah, I agree. It 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 probably would have helped there. Um, Oh, yeah, it definitely wild, would have helped there. But some other wild things that happened this weekend: uh, Joey Logano's wreck. He uh, went airborne yeah. and rolled a few times. Did you see the uh, in-car footage from Bubba Wallace's car? I, I was so. I mean, yes. I and that was the next. These those that that sentence was literally the next words out of my mouth because that looked like I saw that footage before I watched the race. So I, I watched the race because we went hockey game on Sunday. I watched the race on. Um, 
I, on delay, I recorded it. And I saw that footage, and I was like, that's not real. That's, like, from one of iRacing. That's a video game. Because it looked like what happens in a video game. It looked like what happens in one of those NASCAR games where, you know, there's some crazy wreck and some cargo spinning through the air, and you just, you know, and you drive underneath it. Now, he got a little bit of damage, damaged a... Uh, Damage a window pillar and damage, you know, a little bit of his roof. But I, I mean, he's lucky that they both didn't just destroy their cars. Yeah, and when you watch that in in car footage, like you just see out above his windshield, there's a bunch of smoke and debris, and you don't see anything. And you keep in mind he's going at, you know, almost two hundred miles an hour, almost two hundred miles an hour, and all of a sudden this car is airborne upside down that appears a couple feet in front of your car, and he had the reaction to go low. And then, like, how he didn't shit his pants when that car is literally, like, riding up his A-pillar and going down the back of the car. I mean, it, it was impressive. Totally. I love that the crew chief goes – the crew chief calls him on the, on the subsequent caution and goes, man, that in-car camera is pretty wild. And Bubba just goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bubba's probably like, shut up. You have no idea. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, well, he probably was still trying to crawl out of his own asshole from it puckering up so much trying watching that happen. My God, I can't imagine that. No, he's, yeah, he was probably still in shock. Like, it was just all adrenaline at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the other crazy thing that happened during that is so Brad Kozlowski, in avoiding the wreck, ends up getting hit by somebody else who's avoiding the wreck, comes down off the, comes down off the Abrams. Somebody's coming down off the track, and they end up clipping his, uh, clipping his right rear. He was a little damaged to the car. It spins him at out. The time, at the time, I thought, there he goes. He's yeah. out. He he no ended way. up having pretty. He ended up having pretty good. Uh, yeah. A pretty a pretty good result after that. I had mean, a think, pretty good day. Yeah, I think it turned out okay for him. Yeah, uh, you know. So so stage one ends. Bubba was it? Did Bubba went on? Di Benedetto won stage one. Who actually we'll we'll get to that. But stage two also ends under a wreck. Where you have Denny Hamlin hitting teammate Martin Truex. Well, no, technically fair. Truex hit Hamlin. Well, well, that block was... by that block by Keselowski caused. So exactly. what happened was is is Truex got right up on the back of Hamlin. Uh, Keselowski makes a good block, comes up top. It causes Hamlin to uh, have to swerve, and when that happens, he kind of gets out of out of the air, comes back in, and Truex's front left clips up. Uh, Hamlin's back right, puts Hamlin into the wall, wrecks Truex, which then sends down and wrecks uh, William Byron and Chase Elliott. So two Gibbs cars and two Hendricks cars. William wrecked. Byron, Chase Elliott, and Alex Bowman all go into the infield. All and three Bowman, remaining, yeah. yeah. All three remaining Hendrick cars go into the infield. Um, yeah, I see, I saw I saw Stenhouse getting in and kind of Stenhouse. It, it kind of it seemed like that run had pushed Hamlin out of line and Stenhouse had just worked his way in there just enough. But yeah, it was it was an unfortunate wreck. It looked, I mean, it didn't really look like it, it's funny that it didn't look like it damaged Truex's car as much, you know. But you know, I mean, obviously it did. When you looked at it though, when they, when you when you they showed the when they showed the car after the wreck, I thought, man, it, it really didn't look like it did a ton of damage to his car. But right, yeah, well, because of that wreck, Bubba Wallace gets the stage win and got his first uh, first ever stage win. So mm -hmm. congrats to congrats to Bubba. Right. Yeah, that was a. Yeah, it was. This was one of those weird races where you see the, you know, from there on out, it was it was fairly tame. There wasn't a ton that happened. There was a few odd incidents late, but 
So the last lap, though. So, and we talked about this last week. You go into that overtime caution. Look who's up front. Matt DiBenedetto, Brad Kozlowski, and Michael McDowell. And we talked yeah. about it. We said, oh, Michael McDowell could make another move this week. You never know. Throw some money on him. And I also talked about uh, Matt Benedetto. I said, a guy that has been having terrible luck. And I said, look for him to bounce back. And he comes in right. in fifth place. And he probably could have had a third place finish hadn't he got caught out on the outside. But he could have possibly won. But it was good to see Benedetto yeah. finally get over that hump. He got over that bad luck. And he had a finish that I thought was deserving of his, of his drive. Totally. Oh, totally. I mean, I thought it was a, yeah, I thought he had a great drive. I thought, you know, it's good for the Wood Brothers. You know, that's a team that's been around forever. And that iconic kind of 21 car with that paint scheme. You, you've seen that so so often in, in NASCAR. I'm glad that, glad that they're, you know, to see them get a, a good finish. It's good for Michael McDowell, front row, you know, to see them get a good finish. You know, guy who, you know, wins Daytona, he's right here. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, Keselowski, surprised me he was able it, it was a veteran move i think it was a veteran drive for him to be able to make the moves that he was able to make and, and block when he needed to and and he was just i mean you know it was pretty much done after right after that restart because once once he got uh de benedetto up high it was done yeah so we saw we saw brad kozowski get the win william byron came in second michael mcdowell in third kevin harvick comes in fourth and matt yeah. de benedetto in fifth so Good to see some of those drivers up there. And, yeah, Coy, like you said, uh, guys that we talked about last week, DiBenedetto, Harvick, uh, McDowell. And, and we've been talking that Harvick's due for a, a good finish. So, again, sure. we we, we kind of know what we're talking about with NASCAR. At least yeah. we, we've faked it until we make it, you know. Well, I mean, we you know, we don't even have to fake it. We just know. We've been good. It's all luck on this side for me. <laughs> totally. My, me too. So, right. we go to – Kansas. Kansas. And this was a race that uh, was NASCAR did this thing that you could, you could, what was it? You donated and you got a chance to name the race. Is that what the, the is that this race? Because it's got a real, yeah. it's like a, the bushy, bushy the bush. McBush race 400. That's it. I was really hoping for the after the checkered 400. It had a much better ring. Hey, we put, we put our, we put our name in. Yeah, they're probably like, this is too legit. We got to get something ridiculous. Yeah, we need, yeah, we need a Bodie McBoatface name. Yeah, again, I find it weird that it's Bushy McBush, like that it's Bush as in Bush beer. Yeah, and they sponsor also, the, uh, they sponsor the the sweepstakes, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't want to name it after. Like, I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's why we didn't win. This just Bushy in the vice, Bush. the vice president of marketing for Anheuser Busch won the sweepstakes. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the McDonald's million million or, uh, McDonald's monopoly game all over. <laughs> anyway, I want I want I want an inquiry. All right, well they're going to Kansas for the, you know I'm not I'm not even gonna say it again for the after the checkered four hundred that's what I'm calling it. Um, the Bushy McBush race. <laughs> This is a this is a track that it's going to be hard to pick against a guy like Harvick or or Hamlin. I think um, Harvick Harvick opens or he, the opening betting odds. Uh, he's a five to one. He's the favorite. Uh, number two is Martin Truex Jr. at six to one. Number three is Kyle Larson at seven to one. Then you got Keselowski at four at seventeen to two, and Chase Elliott rounds out the top five at nine to one. But uh, Kevin Harvick is also a nine to one, and so is Joey Logano. 
So I guess they're all kind of tied for that top five spot. Uh, Ryan Blaney again is sitting at 10 to one. Um, it's crazy to me that the Bush brothers still get some pretty decent odds at 12 to one. And I, that's for Kyle. And then, uh, Kurt is it? well, Kurt's isn't as great 35 to one, but, uh, Seeing, seeing his drive last week and, and that he might have gotten over the hump for his bad luck, Matt Benedetto, 50 to 1 odds to win. I would throw, fish, by the way. Yeah, I would throw some money on Matt Benedetto. 50 to 1. Yeah, yeah why not? Throw it, you know, and, and I'd like to see, like, what his odds like. This would be a good one. Although, you know, I will say in these, these type of tracks, these, these, this is a two mile track, right? Yeah. This is yeah. These type of tracks tend to be the tracks where you see the cream rise to the top. You'll see a lot of the crazy stuff happen. I agree that I think Harvick's a really good pick this week. I think you know a guy like Logano after that wreck. You know what I mean? You see these guys, these drivers who are. That's I mean that's what you know. Kyle Busch didn't suddenly become a bad driver. You know he's had some bad luck, and he's uh, you know Martin Truex guys like that. You know. Uh, Byron won at um, he won at Vegas this year, right? That's a very similar track. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of, but and, and these guys are all guys. You know, you throw a little bit of money on them, finish top five, top ten, make a couple bucks. You know. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if I read this or not, and stop me if I did, but William Byron's odds are fourteen to one. Uh, yeah. No, you didn't. He starts second. I mean. And we know the starting position doesn't mean a ton because of you know the goofiness with um, with uh, with with how they're they're determining that, but you know. So that being said, let's go and take a look at the standings for this year. You are in the lead. I got. I'm in the lead. I got the uh, I got the rare three pointer with uh, picking a winner this last week. Kudos. So to I you. have seven. I have seventeen points. Josh has thirteen points. So let's see the guys who are. So we're doing we're, the way we're the way that I'm doing it. And Josh, you can pick whoever you want. I'm not. I'm not going to you know hold you to anything. I am basically looking at. I can't pick a guy. If I pick a guy, I can't pick him again for five races. Um, so that follow, means following that too. So that means I can't pick Kozlowski, Larson, Byron, Kurt Busch, or Denny Hamlin. Okay. So that can- means. If I if I if I guess your pick, do I get a can I get a bonus point in our standings? Yeah, you know what? I'll give you I'll give you a bonus point. I'll give you a bonus point because I think I think yeah, we'll give you a bonus point. All right, are you picking Kevin Harvick? <laughs> I was picking Kevin Harvick. I knew it. Yeah, I mean it's hard not to, man. The guy's been he's been like just around the just around there, you know, just around it all. Yeah, it's hard not to. I'll give you the bonus point. All right, I appreciate that. You got to put a little asterisk on there while I get that bonus. I point. will. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, you've got I the am. spreadsheet open. So, who are the drivers that I cannot pick? So you cannot pick uh, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Cole Custer, or Kevin Harvick. Oh man, Cole Custer's out. Man. Yeah, I know that's disappointing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick Kyle Larson. Uh, he uh, that's he, a that's a good pick. He does pretty good at these big tracks, so I'm going to go th- with Kyle. That is a good pick. That is all pending that his team takes the uh, metal plate between the radiator <laughs> and the airflow out before he drives. Yeah, let's hope that they remember to put the steering wheel in the car. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, they might take that metal plate off, but maybe they forget to put a full tank of gas in to start the race. I don't know. 
Yeah, let's hope that, you know, yeah, maybe they didn't put any gas in. Maybe they forgot to put a tire on, you know. Maybe maybe the car won't start because they didn't connect the battery. Who knows what they're going to do this week. I mean, I'll tell you, for as good as Hendrick cars are, you see some mistakes out of that team that you really should not see. You know what I mean? And we see it, like, over and over. It's not like a one-off thing. Like, we see these mistakes, like, over the course of several weeks. Yeah, and everybody makes mistakes. I'm not like, you know, I, and I'm, I'm well aware of that, but I'm just saying, like, you see these mistakes pretty consistently for a team of that caliber that I don't feel like you should, you should see the amount of mistakes out of. You know, and it's yeah. not like, I think, too, it's not like it's one team. It's not like it's always just Chase Ellis' team. They're always just messing up. Or, oh, it's, always, you know, Kyle Larson's team. It's across the board. So it's, it's, it's just odd, you know? Yeah, it's. I don't want to knock anything like Wood Brothers or Furniture Row Racing, but like you might expect this from them, but not from Hendrick. Like, yeah. like the uh, the the Gibbs, the Hendrick, the Penske. You know, you don't expect it from these guys. Exactly. Yeah, you don't expect it from somebody who's putting this amount of money and this amount of effort into winning races. You don't expect them to have these mistakes. I mean, you know, and you go back to you go back to last year, if it wasn't for one guy managing to jump back on the pit wall, Chase Elliott doesn't win a championship, you know? Absolutely. So you, how does that team have that sort of situational awareness, but then they can't take the uh, – well, I know it's a different team, but the Hendrick well, team can't take a medal. Yeah, the Hendrick team. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't I think, know. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's – it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully they get it together though, and and I, I can't imagine that they're going to make that mistake or a mistake like that again this weekend. Right? I yeah. I mean, I, I I hope not too. I mean, yeah, and, and and they have had. I mean, what's Byron's won the race? Byron's won a race. Bowman's won a race. Is it? The, yeah, those. Uh, Larson's won two. Larson's won. Yeah. Is he won two or is he won just won one? I think he's won two. Also, yeah. just kind of double check that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and Elliot's not won a race, but he's had a good start to the season. You know, he, he's had some bad luck, but he's, uh, you know, he's, he's up there. So, you know, I mean, they're winning races. They're just making big mistakes, you know, and, and you just can't do that. You know, and two, it's been a lot of the, uh, a lot of the start at the back stuff that you see kind of odd. So, yeah, I kind of lumped that into their, uh, their mistakes too, is that you see a lot of those cars starting at the back and kind of grouping that all together with all the mistakes that they've been making. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, me too. So, yeah, well, I think that that so, is a so about Kyle, it. Kyle Larson only won one, he won at Vegas. Uh, we got that wrong because we said that Byron had won, but uh, Kyle Larson won Vegas, but he also started on the pole at, at the Bristol Dirt Race and he finished second, right. finished second at Hotlanta. So, which one did, did Byron win Atlanta? He is, then? I think so. He's is he one too? He's one. I don't know. I'm all over the place now. Yeah, now I'm. I, I want to say Byron might have won. No, Truex won Phoenix. I know. Oh, Byron won the Homestead. That was where he won. That's. Homestead. I'm getting. I'm thrown off. Yeah, I'm thrown off by Homestead being early in this early in the season. I keep forgetting that that was early in the season, and that's normally the slot where you would see. It's normally the slot where you see either California, Vegas. Or Phoenix, maybe Atlanta, that kind of third race of the season. So, okay. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've had, yeah, I guess the only two time winner we had this year is Truex. 
That is. That's that's correct. I was just about to say that. Yeah. All right. Well, this well, this should be a this should be a fun weekend of racing. So we have four big we have five big races actually. Sorry, five big races. We have the two IndyCar, yeah. the NASCAR, Formula One, and the and the horse race. Yeah, you can start at the horse race on Saturday, which starts at five, or usually like five fifteen, whatever. Five, you know, and you can pretty much go from there right on into IndyCar. Right on into Formula One the next morning, right on into NASCAR, which let's see what time NASCAR decided to start their race. And then let's finish it off some... with that that beautiful four o'clock start time on IndyCar. Yeah, NASCAR starting it's at two o'clock. It's at two o'clock. All right, so so maybe <sighs> you have to go back and forth. Yeah, well you'll have some time to take a nap and like imagine that you have a family, really. Yeah, or you can yeah. go play some racing games or something. Yeah, that's yeah. Depending on your marriage, if you're married, no way. But if or you're if, if you're single, then go play racing games. Yeah. Or if you are near us in the Midwest, go get outside because it's going to be a gorgeous weekend. Right. Yeah. Go outside. Do a little bit of yard work. Maybe you know you can miss the start of a NASCAR race. Not a big deal. Come back in, catch a race. That'll be, you know. Then you got to then you got to go like tablet and. Everybody's got a tablet these days. Go tablet and main screen, you know, main TV, IndyCar, into the NASCAR race, but you started the IndyCar race. And then you finish yeah. off your Sunday night with your Cool. You, you just had kind of a, a genius idea, and I don't think you even realized it. So in between the Formula One race and the NASCAR race, that's when you go get your honeydew list together. So that way, if your spouse is upset that you're going to watch racing later, it's like, yeah, but look what all I got done in between the races. Yeah. You kind of build, build up that equity that you can just lounge around and watch racing. Exactly. Yeah, you got to get that. You got to get that stuff done. You know, you're right. You build up that equity because you mentioned, yeah, like go play racing. Like, oh no, I was no, 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 no. I was no. just keeping the racing theme going. Totally. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, you go outside, do a little chore, do some chores around the house, go do some mulching. You know, maybe go get some mulch, throw it in the, throw it in the landscaping. Maybe go. You know, there's a project. Everybody's got a project they've been working on. Get that done, and then you know, you come in. Maybe. If you can find it, maybe listen to the race. You know, you listen to the start of the race. Uh, you know, MRN is always fun to listen to or PRN, whichever one's broadcasting the race. I used to listen to races all the time. I, I used to love mowing the lawn. When I was a kid, I'd mow the lawn and listen to the race. I always timed it to where I was mowing the lawn, listening to the race. And in St. Louis, in the summer, that's a very bad decision to mow the lawn at noon. Yeah, I was going to say that's a terrible idea. Yeah, you just have to stay hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> And if you start to feel weak, uh, you know, step off. Go get, yeah. go get in the shade, get some, get some cold water or something. Yeah, it was, it was, you know what it was? I always looked at, you know, I mean, like I was, you know, 15, 16, 17. I was, I was all right. You know, just get some water. I'll sweat some stuff out. You know what I mean? Like it was a, it was a nice little workout for me, but I don't know that I can do it today. All right. Well, hey, that's two weeks in a row that we've talked about a little bit of yard work gardening. So maybe that's a... Uh... New green thumb, green thumb corner, green thumb corner on after the checker. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to about do it for this week. Uh, any final thoughts from you, Coy? No, no. Just enjoy the enjoy the racing this weekend. Enjoy the Indy car races. Those are always fun. The ovals are always fun with Indy. You never know what you're going to see. Um, yeah, man, I mean, just I just think you're gonna see some great racing. You're probably seeing great racing at Kansas. Kansas can be, I want trash it can be a little bit boring, and you know I'm I'm really excited to see what happens uh, at uh, Portimao too. So looking forward Absolutely. to this weekend. Sounds good. 
Well, uh, tell tell everybody where they can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at ATC Racing Pod and find us on Instagram at ATC Racing Pod. Do not forget to give us a uh, give us a follow, give us a review, give us a like uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please, please, please click that furthest right star and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you liked. Let us know what you don't like. All right. Well, we will talk to you all next week. Yep. See you guys. See you.